Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Mind is the Matter podcast, where we will be expanding our minds to its fullest potential, bringing it to its peace, and healing and loving ourselves along our journey. I am your host, Alyssa, so let's get started. What's up, you guys? Hope everyone is doing good. Uh, I am so excited to record this this episode today. I mean, I'm excited to record every single episode, but you know, this one got a little spice to it. <laughs> and um, if you guys haven't noticed, I started releasing all my episodes weekly now. Like before, I used to do it like back to back. Now, kind of getting on a schedule, you know, releasing episodes once a week. So you guys have new episodes every week. And I mean, like, you know, life, life just happens. So I'm trying to like balance what I love to do and, you know, spreading this awareness, you know, giving mental health advice and all of the great things that come with my podcast. And if you are brand new here, welcome. So happy to hear. (laughs) So happy to hear. So happy to have you here. (laughs) And um, let's go ahead and just dive deep into this episode before I start. Always daily quote, daily motivational quote from the motivation app itself, the holy grail. Ugh, never fails if you do not have this app please get this app like run to the app store type in motivation app and literally but like you will not be dis- like you won't just dis- be disappointed i cannot talk today what the hell <laughs> like jesus i mean then again it's eight o'clock in the morning so i'm probably like this is crackhead hour so mm, bear with me <laughs> anyways so today's quote is do not run from pain Pain is here to teach you something. And this quote was from Justin Kahn. And just to add on to that, because sometimes I feel like we are taught the greatest lessons out of pain. Like when we go through hardships, when we go through our trials and our tribulations, you know, what we get out of situations. I mean, I personally feel like I learned the most when I've been through some sticky situations. Like I've been in hurt situations and it's just... For me, I, and that, that's why this this specific quote kind of wraps into today's episode, which is, you know, never run back to what broke you. Because sometimes as much as we're so accustomed to the pain that was brought to us by a specific situation or a person, someone who was toxic from our past, it doesn't matter. We're so used to it because we have history with it. We're aware of it. And we, it's like kind of like we mentally prepare ourselves for the pain that is gonna like that is to come and that also is a like that's a that's a trauma response and that is a coping it's not a I wouldn't say it's a coping response either but it is a way for us to feel like okay this is this is normal like I'm already numb to this I'm already used to this so I mean what's what's the worst thing to happen if it happens again but it's like you don't want to do that to yourself you don't want to sit there and put yourself through hell and back because I don't think anybody is worth going hell like going to hell and back for like I I just don't like I don't think I should run myself up a wall and be so stressed out over a situation when I don't even have to be in that situation to begin with like if you really think about it the situations that we put ourselves in is all by choice like no one's putting a gun to our head and telling us like oh no you you stuck with this person for the rest of your life like you need to do six years to like be with this person like no you don't even have to stick with something that you don't love or you don't that doesn't make you happy life is already short as it is like people are out here dropping like flies like they done took my girl like god done took my girl tina turner like i mean she lived a great life but damn <laughs> and 
it's made me realize how precious the value of life is because you know as much as suffering can last such a long period of time it only lasts up until you up until what you allow it to last because any type of pain can not have an expiration date depending if you want that pain to continue and sometimes pain can linger on from how much you want to hold on to a certain situation or a certain person because it makes you feel like you're still connected with them and if you're only connected to a person based off of just the pain that they caused you then you know in your heart that you have to let them go and it's best that you do let them go so anyways with no further ado let's go ahead and get into this episode because i'm so excited to be recording this beautiful episode on this beautiful monday morning you know what i'm in such a great mood if y'all can't tell (laughs) so it has been said that at the end of our lives only three things matter and that is how much you loved how gently you lived and how gracefully you let go of things that were not meant for you but my question to you is this have you gracefully let go or are you still running back to what broke you because normally we give our hearts trust and time to those we love but there are just some people that will never see you and they will never appreciate all of all that you have done in their lives yet we keep watering this fruitless pavement we run back to their dysfunction we run back to their chaos and we fear that our lives will be unrecognizable without them like no matter how harmful the relationship was the drama is familiar and it feels mistakenly normal and these connections also called uh uh, oh my god cyclical Uh i think i'm like i'm looking at my book and i'm like like my my notes cyclo i think silical yes silical relationships there you go (laughs) silical relationships can also lead to continued pain and researchers also have found that running back into a relationship what has hurt you in the past will only lead to more of the same and just to piggyback off of that how how often do you find yourself even after like let's say you left or you broke up with like a really toxic ex or you got out of like a really toxic situation with someone how often do you run into the same situation again but just with a different person with a different face you know it's no no it's the same person but this person has this like a different face and i have done this myself so often like after i had ended things with my ex and at that point of time i was already with him for like six years you know on and off did a lot of like he cheated on me multiple times disrespected me just the freaking everything under the sun you think a person can do to you he did to me and i still stayed dumb ass right across my forehead but i'm trying to be more gentle with myself and not be so harsh which you should too you know don't beat yourself up over situations that you stayed in because the most important thing is now if you're trying to remove yourself from it if you're trying to see better within yourself and know that you know what i deserve better than being with this shit like i don't deserve this at all and most of the time the reason why i stayed was because i was such a people pleaser and part of me thought that there was some type of light at the end of the tunnel when there was no light at all that that was just that light was a delusion and there was nothing that was going to come great out of that and sometimes people wait for the best part to come out of being in shitty situations and sometimes why should you have to wait to get to the best part why shouldn't you just have the best part now why shouldn't consistency be the best part 
And that was so hard for me to really latch myself onto and just get the understandings of because I was just so used to verbally getting abused, um, getting put down and not truly having a person in my life value me and value the things that I was doing for them and actually show appreciation. Because sometimes, like I said, we water things that are not growing at all. We're just continuously pouring ourselves out to these people, expecting them to see us when in reality, they don't see shit. They don't even care. They're looking at us like, you know what, this person's just around and they're not going to go anywhere. So I'm going to continue to use them to my to my abilities. I'm going to take advantage because why not? They don't they obviously don't see their worth to see that I'm not, I don't give a flying. I don't give a flying fuck about them. <laughs> so my bad. Just to know, like, I don't care about them. And it's so it's harsh for me to say this. But once you like get to the mindset of this person really doesn't get, I give a fuck more than they give a fuck about me. And I need to start giving a fuck about me more and take myself out of the situation, the better things are going to come to you. Because it, I mean, it's heartbreaking as it is just to be in a situation with someone that you really gave your everything to and then having to really pick yourself at this point. Because you're just so used to picking them, like always making excuses for them, saying like when your friends are trying to like give you advice and be like, why are you still here? This person treats you like shit. Like, why do you keep going back? And they're like, they're fighting with you too because they love you. They care about you. Those are the type of people that you want around. You want people that fight for you because they care about you, not you trying to fight yourself to make someone care for you because the people that are meant to be in your life, they will naturally care for you. They'll naturally love you. They'll show you know, your value and what it means to them, not you trying to dish out your value and trying to prove something to someone that you're worth keeping, you're already worth keeping. You're just not you're 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 the whole package, you just got delivered to the wrong house. (laughs) I heard that. Oh, my God, I heard that saying so often. It's like, I think of ourselves like a, 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 a Amazon package. And, you know, we got all this thing. Like, what do people do with packages that they did not, you know, they did not order? Like, do they they either keep it and mistreat it or they toss it like it, it doesn't matter? Which in the second in the second way, like, listen, if they toss you because they didn't order you <laughs> and they did they weren't expecting you and they're not valuing you the way you should be valued, even if it is unexpected, but they still toss you to the side, you know, I'd be grateful for that. Because obviously that rejection is meant to redirect you in a place that you're actually meant to be. And uh, how often do you find yourself just wanting something to work out so bad, but it's like you're having this struggle to let it go? Because, I mean, and the reason why you're having the struggle to let it go is because your ego. Your ego does not want to be let, like it doesn't, it's like, it's not allowing you like, no, this person is going to accept me. They're going to accept my damn love and they're going to do all, they're going to love this and they're going to love me. I'm going to make them love me. You cannot make a single human being. There's not a single organism that is walking on this earth to make you love you if they choose not to. There's nothing you can do. People choose who they love. You can't force anybody to love you. Now, there are people who manipulate people to love them that it this is this is a real thing but manipulation and someone loving you in in a genuine way are two complete things because when someone loves you genuinely there is no agenda outside like a part of that's even linked to that they love you the good the bad and the ugly whereas manipulating 
an, a, manipula a manipulative person that is trying to make you love them, that's love bombing you, that's giving you all this affection, this attention, all these things that you crave. And especially, you know, as a child coming from a broken home, and now you are an adult and this is your background, that love and attention just feeds your inner child. So you're just so eager, you're desperate for it. And when you receive it, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, I need, I need to jump on top of this. Like, I'm so excited. But all of that is just manipulation. All of that, all of the doings of this person is just to get them wrapped into you and have you so wrapped around their finger that they can do anything at this point. Like they did what they did to get to you. And now that they see, okay, I got this person. I don't got to do shit now. Like I can just, I can treat them like shit, but they're going to, they're going to hold on to all the breadcrumbs that I'm giving them. Like typical narcissistic ass shit. <laughs> I've been there, done that, but it's not okay to constantly repeat the cycle. Sometimes let that pain teach you something when it comes to certain situations or certain toxic exes that have been in your past. So that way you're not constantly repeating the same situation over and over and over again. Because nothing good comes from you having to deal with the same shit. Life, is, like I said, life is short. And how, you know, disappointing would it be to not allow yourself to enjoy all of the goodness that this life has to offer and all of the things that, you know, that God can bless you with. Like, I don't know anybody's, you know, what your guys' faith or what your guys' belief is, but I believe in God. I have full trust and love in God. And I know the things that I stress over personally, I shouldn't be stressing over. And the things that are hindering me or pulling me back from my true self, that's not that's not what God wants for me. God wants the best for me. God wants me to stay focused and stay on the path that he has let out for me. And to understand that my troubles, my problems, my worries are his and they are not mine. And sometimes, like I said, for any for any Christians out there, any people who believe in God, know that our problems are not ours, they're his, and we got to give it to him. And that's, I live such a blessed life once I got into that, once I got into that mindset of just like, you know, God, these are not my problems. I'm going to give them to you and I'm going to let you take the wheel. I'm going to have faith and I know that everything is working out the way it's meant to work out. And just whenever, even when I'm praying over things and I'm thinking to myself, okay, what, what can I do so I can just let this go? Why do I keep running back? Why do I keep running into the same person? And, you know, it's just, to me, the biggest resolve is to never again run back to the abuse. And it's, it's been said time, it's been said time and again, but true, but remain, but you have to remain true to yourself and really get in abundance of self-love and self-acceptance because those are the key. Like, and if you don't have that self-love, if you don't have that self-acceptance, you're going to accept the bare minimum from people and you're going to accept and allow people to come back into your life that have no right to even be in your life. They don't even have a right to even be a part of your life to begin with. Because sometimes we don't, it's not always us running back to them. Sometimes it can be them coming back to us and us thinking in our head, oh my God, well, maybe it's meant to be. Maybe they realize that I'm the one, that they're going to treat me right and they're going to do things right and all this stuff. Like, I used to think like that often. When it came to my ex, 
I used to always be, you know, very optimistic thinking, okay, you know, maybe like things are going to be different. Maybe things are going to change. Like he said that, you know, I'm going to be different. Like I'm trying to get closer to God and da 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 da. Because he knew how, how much I was involved with, you know, my faith and with my belief. So, and like I said, manipulation at its finest, he used what I loved and I like I said I should have known better I have to take some type of accountability as do you because as much as when you sit there and play the blame game on someone we can't take the blame or not take not us take the blame I'm saying we have to take some type of accountability and not always point the finger because our lives we are accountable for what goes on in it and the people that come in and out of it so there has to be some type of like I said, accountability being shown here for yourself. You have to show up for yourself and take some responsibility for your actions and what you're doing because, listen, you can put an end to anything. You are in full range motion of kicking someone out of your life and allowing someone allowing someone into it. And, I mean, it's just, to me, whenever it comes to just going back, and, and if I were to give advice to any of my friends about, you know, going back to someone who's toxic, going back to someone who broke them, someone who truly did not value them. Do you really think that if they if they're coming back to you, do you really think they actually valued you at all in the relationship? Because if they did, why would they they wouldn't even have to come back to you. They'd still be with you. They'd be doing right by you. They'd be treating you the way you deserve to be treated. And you should be treating yourself the way you deserve to be treated not accepting the low like the lowest bar of people and the like having the bar set in hell because you're lonely sometimes loneliness is a virtue loneliness will teach you patience loneliness will you know will teach you how to love your own company and that time that you are alone you'll have more perspective of what you accepted and what you didn't accept because a lot of times when I took the time off of like just relationships, like I was just done with the dating apps. I was done with just trying to put myself back out there. I was like, you know what? This is a time for me to get to know myself again. This is a time that I need to take to completely annihilate what I was used to because I just I just kept seeing the same person over and over and over again in a different body. And I got to the point where I was starting to get sick of it. I was like, there's nothing that is coming out of this. I'm going through the same bullshit over and over again. I'm I'm approaching, I'm encountering very emotionally unavailable men. I'm approaching toxic men. I'm I'm getting hurt over and over again and I'm tired. I'm tired of it. And everybody at least at one point in their life gets to this point. And if this is not your sign to just if you're in a relationship or you're trying to get out of a toxic relationship and or even just going back to one, like you're just so eager because, you know, yeah, we like, I love him. And someone asked you, well, why do you love them? It's like, oh, well, we got, we have a really like, we have this connection. Like, I can't explain it. If you can't explain why that, why you love this person, they've never given you an actual reason why you're just complete. You're, com- you're, you're converting your feelings and your thoughts of this person in a complete delusion. Like you're being delusional about this person because there's not one thing about them that they did for you that truly makes you love them or makes them makes you want them around. What they did was they breadcrumbed you 
or they love bombed you in the beginning and that gave you this impression that there was something there like you're thinking to yourself oh my god well they they talked about their mom about me they talked about their to their friends about me they took me all these places they showed me all this love all this affection but you know maybe like now it's just a little bit different but like i know it's there like he he wouldn't have done that she wouldn't have done that they weren't truly into me or they didn't weren't interested in me baby let me tell you one thing (laughs) they did all of that to gain some type of control of you because they feel as if they don't have control of themselves so what they do is they're going to try and get a very weak person not saying that you're weak but they're going to get someone who they feel like can be easily manipulated and someone who can be easily you know control i wouldn't say controlled but somewhere where they can just be the narrative of what's going on what's how's the situation going to play out because it gives them some sense of power and i can't preach this hard enough your power is powerful (laughs) like it's i mean it's in its own sentence but you know your vulnerability doesn't always have to be exposed as a as a weakness you know i use my vulnerability as a superpower to like just to show people yeah i'm very much self-aware i'm very much emotionally available to myself where i can i can see my emotions i can be aware of them i can feel them and also i can let them go So that way I can just move on with my life and not just be stuck in one spot. Because sometimes why it's so hard for us to not go back to situations, especially toxic people, is because we feel in our heads that we're Bob the Builder and that because we're so emotionally invested and we know we know how to tend to it, we know how to like respond to it, then maybe we can help them, maybe we can fix them the way we fixed ourselves. And you cannot fix something like that. Like that's something that is truly out of your control. And if you're one of these type of people that believe that you can fix a situation, how do you expect to fix someone in the same place that broke you? Like now you're broken along with this other broken person. And my theory when it comes to why, you know, especially this generation when it comes to like hookup culture, situationships, is people are genuinely afraid to get invested within each other because they're terrified that this person is just going to put them through the ringer the same way the last person did to them so they kind of keep themselves sheltered and kind of keep not shallow that's where it's not what's the right word for that they keep themselves guarded and just to in a way just to protect themselves because they don't want to go i mean who does like let's be real here who genuinely wants to get hurt I don't. I do not want to get. That just sucks. <laughs> like, man, it really freaking the things that I look and it, I look back at the things that's hurt me and what I've cried over and just been like so hell bent over. And now I don't feel that way anymore. I don't. I don't. I would never allow myself to go back to the things that hurt me once. And now my standard is: if you disrespect me one time, you're done. I'm not gonna give you all of these different rounds and different bullets and trying to shoot at me again like no and that's a perfect way to look at it too it's like imagine someone who did you wrong okay someone who tried to shoot you you know this causes you pain obviously this can mentally kill you too that did all of these things they devalued they devalued you they underappreciated you everything under the sun they did to you and they got a gun in their hands And you're the one with the bullets. You're giving them the opportunity again. 
and you're handing it to them. Like, go ahead, aim again, see if you can hit me this time. You, you know, and it was me hearing that analogy for me to truly understand this is all my choice. I don't have to accept shit. I don't have to give a bullet. I don't have to give another bullet. And the same thing, you know, when it comes to people taking a risk, going into a relationship, something that's new, potentially they got a gun in their hands already and you're giving them the trust to give them a bullet to see, okay, are you going to shoot not at me, but to protect me, to be, to have my back, to make sure that I am loved and I'm, I'm valued and you care for me. And the reason, only reason why you got this gun, you have something that can potentially hurt me. And you're choosing not to do this. That's where the whole gun analogy really, like, it, it's so weird. I use so many. Listen, if you're new here, I use so many different analogies to make it, like, more understand, like understandable for my listeners to, like, really put it in perspective. So that way you can get what the hell I'm saying. <laughs> but, yeah, like, if you think about it, everybody has a gun. Everybody. Like, theoretically speaking. <laughs> Everybody has a gun. Everybody has the opportunity to hurt you, to put you through pain. But you have, you also have the choice whether or not you are going to give, supply them with bullets. Because they have the opportunity to do this. If you're giving it, if you're giving them a bullet, you're giving them the option. Whether you're going to shoot me or you're going to shoot on the side of me and protect, like, protect me. Like in that way, because, you know, guns, guns can hurt, but they can also protect. So this person has two options here when it comes to you and you're giving them this option by just handing them bullets over, like not over and over again. But like, you know, your time, your your time is something that should be very, very highly valued because you can't get that back. And it's your time that's spent with certain individuals that that should really pinpoint something within you to make you realize, okay. My time is valuable. It's a it's a pleasure. It's a it's a privilege to get to know me, to be in my life. And I had to switch my mindset into think in into not thinking that, but to put like to shift the gear in that place so that way I can see like you know what? I don't have to deal with anybody. I don't have to deal with anybody's bullshit you should be grateful that you're even in my presence to begin with because you can be removed. And that's how you should be. That's how you should start looking at yourself now is it is a privilege to get to know you. It's a privilege to get to know your quirks, quirks, <laughs> your flaws, you know, the good sides of you, the bad sides of you, and even parts of you that you think are not so lovable. There's someone out there that's going to love every single inch of you, including the parts that you feel like are that cannot be loved. It's capable it is capable for someone to love those parts too and you have to you have to be the one to love those inches and those pieces of you too first because if you don't love yourself how do you expect someone else to love you you know and a lot of the times that's why it's so important to take that alone time after after toxic relationships after getting out of toxic situations and why it's so important not to go back to them because you're dwindling your own alone time to getting back to that self-love to getting back to that self-acceptance and truly putting yourself first because that's the hardest thing nobody teaches you is how to put yourself first how to stop people pleasing how to stop putting others before you and shelving your feelings so that way other people feel comfortable knowing deep down you're literally the most uncomfortable one in the room Trust me, I know. <laughs> I I know this like, ooh, 
it's so bad. My people pleasing used to be horrible back in the day, but now it's getting better, you know, work in progress. Nothing's ever, I don't, I don't ever want to say like I'm completely healed because we're never completely healed from any situation. I think our healing comes with scars and, but those scars can be acknowledged and also be remembered as something that I will never put myself through again. I will never do that again because this is what it left me. And if you're seeing this, you're being aware of it, then you know, this is the consequence. This is what's left over but seeing it now it doesn't hurt me it just reminds me of what I don't want to put myself through again and that's so important like I've used this (laughs) used this analogy in the past think of it like you know you falling off your bike or you scraping your knee something like that happening you you burning yourself and you know obviously if you keep going back like you pick at it it heals a little bit then you go back again pick at it, it starts bleeding again like you see how it takes longer for that situation to heal up because you keep going back you keep picking at it, you keep, you know, taking peeks at it, like, oh, did it heal yet? Did it heal yet? But like, you know, you pick at it more and you're like, oh, fuck, now I'm bleeding again. The same thing applies to you going back to a toxic ex or a toxic situation. You cannot expect your healing process to progress if you're going, if you're picking the person that is going to cause you to bleed more. You're picking at them. Like you're putting yourself in situations with them that you know you're not going to heal. It's going to take longer for you and you're hindering your own healing process when you do this. So that's why I advise to anybody that listens to this is that your best option is to choose yourself over any of those toxic individuals because they're not worth it. They don't love you. They don't care for you. They are just there to manipulate you and have some type of power over you. They don't actually give a shit about you. They're they're narcissists. I feel like are not capable of giving a shit about anything else other than than themselves. They don't care about your well being. They don't care to know. Damn, like I hurt their feelings. Like if they're saying sorry to you, it's because they want to get back into and they want you to get back into their web. They want you to feel some type of way to still feel attached to them because they feel some type some type of sense of control over you and that's not a person that really loves you and that's a place that you should never turn like even find yourself turning back to and another reason why I feel like a lot of times people go back to what broke them or you know go back to relationships that really serve them no purpose they serve them no fulfillment at all is because some people are terrified to be alone they are terrified of just being in their own in their own company they don't want to deal with it alone they rather have some type of distraction or why people you know they relationship hop or they people hop like they go from one person on to the next now dating is one thing okay you could put yourself out there and date people but did you give yourself the time to truly heal because are you in are you dating to intent like to intentionally use this person to get over the other person that hurt you or are you dating because you want to find a new connection those two you need to ask yourself when it comes to you embracing the dating life again because sometimes people really do have a hard time just in that healing process they don't want to deal with it at all they don't want to heal they don't want to deal with the the pain and the hurt that that's going to come with those late nights in your room and you're in your bed and you're just thinking about like shit I can't believe I allowed this to happen or or even even better yet those moments in time when you think that you miss them and you just want to text them and you want to be like oh you know I'm thinking about them I'm having like second thoughts maybe I should text them do not text them (laughs) don't do it this is this is your damn sign don't fucking text them I will be that friend 
that will literally I've seen this TikTok where is it like they got a freaking frying pan and it's like oh like yeah I think I'm gonna text them and like the person's like dawdling around like with a frying pan ready to like swing at them like that is me I'm swinging at you with the damn frying pan because do not do it it's not worth it you don't miss them you're lonely <laughs> it's okay it is fine this is normal but in moments that you feel like you do miss this person or you feel like okay maybe i made a mistake by leaving them like you're gonna have that thought like i did i i remember when i broke up with my ex and mind you i was with him for like six six years and this like i said i was on and off i always thought i always came to some type of conclusion and especially when it comes to long-term type of relationships like long-term abuse from a, like being with a narcissistic ass person I always thought like, oh, maybe like, maybe there's something wrong with me. Like maybe like I'm doing something for them to treat me like this. No, it has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And in moments of time where I thought I made a mistake when I started missing him and I started being delusional and start saying to myself, well, damn, like what if that's my soulmate? Like we've been together for this X amount of years. Like this has to mean something. There has to be some type of you know, our testimony got to be great. Like we went through all this shit. We went through hell. Obviously, I'm not going to tell people what he did to me because I don't want them to like, if you have to hide, I'm sorry to cut my own self off. But if you got to hide, like how much shit they did to you or what they did to you, because you're so ashamed, or you're trying to protect them or make people like them more. Because if they knew the truth of what they've done to you, you know in your heart that nothing positive will ever come out of their mouth, which makes it harder for you to even be around your own friends or people that love you or care about you. If you told them the truth, how much would that bite you back in the ass? And I'm saying this from a perspective that I've done this. I have not told. I've hidden. Whenever me and my ex got back together, I hid it. I would, you know, hide my friends from my stories because he'd always be the type oh why don't you post me like you got something to hide like you got other boys on your phone you got other, you got other man on your phone bullshit like that like <laughs> it's fucking, uh, this is bringing me back it's not triggering me because i could give a fuck less about this man but like it just it just reminds me of like wow i never want to see myself back there ever again i would never want to see myself enduring years and years of abuse and neglect and abandonment and the way that man treated me ever the fuck again by another man i would be damned i'll roll over my grave hell has to freeze over before i allow that shit to happen to me again okay <laughs> but no so like i always felt ashamed in a way like if and whenever my friends did find out that I was back together with him I would always talk so highly about him I'd be like yeah but you know he doesn't hurt me anymore he's really changed things are good knowing deep down my ass is fucking lying like ain't shit changed he treats me worse now I'm in the trenches shit is going left like call 911 <laughs> like I'm in I'm down bad all right but it's we do this in, in in a way to kind of gaslight ourselves into believing that there's nothing actually wrong when there actually is something direly wrong. And we're communicating this with our friends because maybe maybe if we have some type of outsource, outside source from ourselves because we're, we're trying to paint a reality for someone else about this person that we're with to give us some type of validation of why we should stay with them. That's why we're doing this. That's literally why you're telling your friends that things have changed, that he's better now. Knowing deep down, if your friends are not dumbasses, they're going to tell you straight up, I don't believe you. 
Like they know your patterns and those are the kind of friends that you want around. They want, you want friends that are going to put your ass in your place and tell you straight the fuck up. You're being delusional as hell right now. You need to dump their asses. You need a hippie. Like you need a hippie high hell with your shit because this person is only breaking you further and you're going so like you're stepping yourself even further back from your progress. It's going to get lonely sometimes. Yes. You're going to feel trapped in your feelings and your emotions for this person. You're just being in agony like when the hell is this going to be over when the hell am i going to get over them i've had this happen to me twice okay and i didn't fucking like i said I didn't, like i learned somewhat the first time around with the six-year relationship but after the second time with the guy that love bombed the shit out of me it took me a minute to really get over him and to really let it go because i was so hell-bent on oh my God, but we had this connection and like, you know, he did this. He like, he told his mom about me. He bragged about me to his friends and his coworkers, called me his wife, all this bullshit. It was just all fake. And now when I look back and I'm like, yo, that guy was nothing but a coward and manipulator. Like he did nothing for me. I was being delusional the entire fucking time because I've been treated great by men. Like the, the man I'm with now, like he treats me great. Like he makes it known to me how he feels about me. He makes it known that I'm special to him, that, you know, even though it's like, it's only been a month, he's done a lot for me in a month than that man's done for me at all. And it just goes to show, you know, time really doesn't mean anything. It's the quality of the time that's put in. And you got to stop being, you got to stop telling yourself that things are okay if you know in front of your face that they're not. Like, you're not feeling okay. Your body is literally signaling to you, you need to get out of here. You need to stop. Why are you doing this to yourself? And when you come to those crossroads of why, like that question of why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I dealing with this? That's the time for you to get your shit and go. Because now you're starting to feel it. You're starting to be like, I don't have to deal with this. And you really don't. You don't have to deal with it. And Going back to somebody and trying to paint them out to be this certain person to your peers, to your family, it's not going to help you any further. It's actually going to hinder you even worse. And you're trying to make excuses for this person because you feel in your heart, maybe if I tell someone else that they're a good person or if I, you know, the delusional side of me that sees them as a good person and I start speaking it into the universe and I start talking to people about how good he is and just kind of exposing, you know, the good parts of him, even though they're really not good at all. And I hide the parts of that, that, of the things that he's done or she's done that's hurt me, that I won't have to sit there and constantly be dealt with, you know, my friends telling me, you know, damn, I can't believe you're still with them. Like they're like just having negative feedback about this person. Cause in your head, you're want, you want to manipulate yourself into believing that this person is good for you. When in reality, they're the complete opposite. They're not good for you. They're actually horrible for you. They're shitty for your mental health. They're not prog, like they're not, they're not, uh, there's no promise when it comes to them. Absolutely nothing. They don't appreciate you. They're not doing things for you. And I'm not saying a relationship is just meant for people to do something for you. It's about fulfillment. It's about making you feel safe, feeling accepted. You know, the best relationship to me is ha having a relationship with your best friend. Like a guy or a female that like literally you can be your weirdest self, your goofiest self, and they still look at you with all love and still just you know just want they choose you every day and that's what that's what comes with being in a genuine relationship is they choose you every day and they don't put you in predicaments that would make you have to choose yourself because the second you have to choose yourself over them that's when you know you gotta walk 
And that's when I knew after six years. So there was a two different periods of time. So like, so I'll tell this to kind of help out whoever, you know, been in the same situation with as I was. Six-year relationship was very toxic, very, very narcissistic, you know, very controlling as well. Like there are certain things that I couldn't wear. He didn't like me going to the club, not, not necessarily the club. Like he didn't like me going out in general whenever it came to the nightlife because he was very, I, I don't know, very insecure or he just knew the type of guy that he was. He would always tell me, oh, like, I know how guys are and da 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 Like, they're going to try and, like, hit up on you and, da-da-da. like, you know, shit like that. And what was it? But it was because he was that type of guy. Like, he was, whenever he would go out, I'm pretty sure he, God knows what the hell that did. That I, to this day, I still don't know half the shit that he's done to me behind my back. And you know, quite frankly, I could give a fuck less because it's in the past. It really doesn't matter. But the things that I do know is the simple fact that he disrespected me multiple times. And it should have only taken, it'll, it should have only taken one time for this man to disrespect, to disrespect me in order for me to realize this is not it. I need to pack my shit and I need to go. Not that I live with him or anything, but, you know, shit. It was a long-distance relationship. So six years with worth of that, it took me... Because he was also a drug dealer, too. <laughs> She's like, you know, cherry on the top of that. He did, yeah, he dealed drugs, and I didn't know about it. Up until um, when I found out, he said that he would stop, and he was going to get out of it, and then obviously looked through his phone because I don't know something inside of me like I don't know if any females are listening to this right now like if you're a female and you're listening you know that gut feeling where you just like go through his phone <laughs> hurt your feelings real quick but you need some answers <laughs> ain't nothing I'm like man if I want if I want to keep my mental sanity and my, I want to keep the peace within myself don't touch his fucking phone but if that's the case if you know this too like if you know you're gonna find some shit on a guy's phone. That's how you, that's another reason, like another another way to tell I really should not be in this relationship with this individual. I really shouldn't be in this situation because damn, if I gotta prepare, if I gotta mentally prepare myself to go through a person's phone. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I just something told me to go through his phone. And it's crazy. The God is funny like that because he was at my house and he all of a sudden just got really, really fucking sick. It was crazy. He got really sick out of nowhere. A little blow and behold, homie was doing shit behind my back when he was sick in my bed. I kind of locked myself in the bathroom, looked through his phone. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Homie was not only still dealing drugs, but he was talking to girls behind my back. He had Tinder. He had, uh, yeah, he had Tinder downloaded. He was freaking messaging people off of Facebook, like messaging old clients off of Facebook, like female clients. And I'm like, you know what? Personal trainers ain't shit. Like, no offense to any personal trainers that's your occupation and you listen to this. I, I know y'all, I would hope to God you're a good person. Don't be him. But, oh, my God. It was just, it was a whirlwind. There was other shit that this man's done to me. But that would take fucking five episodes to encapsulate in one, like, the shit that I've endured within six years. But, you know, like I said, that pain taught me something. And that pain made me realize that I've had enough. And you shouldn't have to reach your limit to have to be at that point where you need to walk away. It should be at the the, the instant of a disrespect should be enough for you to walk away. Don't don't you shouldn't have to get to a point where oh my god, where you reached your limit of acceptance of the bullshit to finally walk away from someone. But that pain, everything that I went through, it kind of just flashed back 
in that exact moment. And from there, I was just done. When I saw the text messages from the clients, the Tinder account, all that shit, I was just like, you know what? I'm good. And I was so calm. You know you're done when you're calm. (laughs) I wasn't throwing shit. I wasn't calling him a piece of shit. I wasn't doing any of that. I was calm. I was so calm. I, like, put his phone back where the fuck it was, went outside to my porch, called up my friend from New York, and was like, you'll never believe the shit I just fucking seen. And she just shook as hell at how calm I am. She's like, that motherfucker's still sleeping in your house? Why don't, like, wake his ass up? Like, kick his ass out of your house. And I'm like, "Mm, I'm chilling right now. I'm I'm having a good conversation with you right now. And it's funny, lo and behold, this dude literally wakes up and was looking for me. And that's when I was just like, I seen your shit on the phone and you need to go. You got to go. Like, you need to go. (laughs) And, you know, here come the crocodile tears, you know, crying all that bullshit. And I was just done. I didn't care anymore. Even to this day, like, he's still, like, he still tries to, like, he still follows me on social media man his whole fucking family still looks at my shit which is kind of crazy to me because i'm pretty sure of course like when it comes to a narcissistic ass person their their family always be the quickest to take their side and put me out there like listen i'll take accountability for the shit that i've done but i've never it's never exceeded to the limit that he's done to me like i think the worst thing i probably did to him was completely resent him to the point where he was i was creating him to have a low self esteem about himself like i didn't want him to touch me so he was looking at himself in the mirror like he was ugly and that he was not worthy and that he was not good looking anymore like i did that to him I didn't prioritize his feelings because mine weren't obviously prioritized. Like, fuck, like, dude, you were fucking everybody. Like, anything that walked, you were fucking. <laughs> what makes you think I'm going to prioritize your feelings? My feelings come first at this point. Like, I can give a fuck about your feelings. And I didn't care about his mental health. I didn't give a fuck. Like, I was just got to the point where I was just done. And, you know, everybody, I feel like everybody should get to some type of point in their life where they're just done. But don't let, don't reach the limit where you've just you've just endured so much shit to the point where now you're numb and you're just like okay I I think I can let this go now because I don't feel anything don't be like me I waited six I gave six years of my life up when I could it could have ended within two weeks of that relationship (laughs) I'm being dead ass yes like he cheated on me within two weeks of that relationship am I dumb I mean I was only 16 if I can give younger me a hug and also punch her in the face I would but she didn't know any better so and she didn't love herself And that's the problem. The reason why you're going back to something so often or something that's no good for you is because you don't love yourself enough to keep yourself away from them. And that's a hard ass pill to swallow, even for myself. I did not love myself. I did not look at myself like I was worthy of, you know, of the good things. I thought I was only worthy of shitty things that he had to offer and anything that he was breadcrumbing, anything that was good that came out of the relationship. I completely took that shit and ran with it and don't do that. You know, there's somebody out there that's going to give you everything that you desire and more. And you wouldn't even have to ask them to do it because they're not it's not just going to come off of them. They're going to see your worth. They're going to see your value and you're not going to have to breathe a word of it. They're going to come to you and do those things for you because they want to, not because you're telling them to do that. And how often in a toxic relationship have you had to tell them how to treat you and you had to tell them to be nicer to you or you had to tell them, stop, don't hit me anymore. Or stop abusing me. Stop verbally abusing me. Stop putting me down. Shit like that. You shouldn't have to tell any type of person that loves you to stop hurting you. Like, because the right person that does love you is not going to hurt you. They're going to love you. 
and I get it sometimes love is is extremely a risk to take yeah I mean I, I wouldn't know not love isn't in a not not love is a risk to take but being in a relationship is definitely a high risk putting yourself and giving yourself to someone else but you gotta pick you gotta pick wisely pick strategically don't go after things that you know don't go after the same type of guy that you know is gonna hurt you because believe me i mean how many of y'all can raise your hand and say i distinctively chose the same person that literally is a spitting image of my ex actions and looks (laughs) and i knew they were gonna hurt me and i still went for it anyways because that's what you're used to. You haven't conditioned yourself into believing that you deserve better. Therefore, you're going to settle for the worst. Because that's something that you have history with. That's something that is familiar to you. But you need to stop being familiar with shit that's hurting you. And start getting familiar with things that are going to grow with you. Things that are going to prosper with you. Things that are, are that are going to fulfill you. Because yes, we fulfill ourselves. Yes, we should you know, grow and be self-ambitious. Be self-determined. But at the same time, we're not meant to be alone either. Like there's times for us to be alone, to get to know ourselves, to really get into our healing processes and, you know, have so much self-love and self-acceptance and our self-worth and knowing this and valuing it. But all in all, we're not meant to be alone. We're meant to have a partner. We're meant to have someone, you know, what was it? Have a partner in life. Okay. Because yes, we live our life alone, of course, especially when we're single and we're not really we don't have we don't have the responsibility of anybody else but ourselves but having having a relationship with someone and engulfing in those those feelings and those commitments is so important too and that teaches you a lot about yourself and your discipline and you know your loyalty and how farly how far committed you are to them even on good days and even on bad days because Something I notice is a lot, a lot of the reason why the divorce rate is so high up in this country is people, they stop putting effort in the second shit gets hard. Things are going to get hard. If you want something good good for you, you want good things, you got to work at them. You got to put effort into them because cheating is just an implement of, okay, the grass is greener on the, on the other side. It has to be. Or that's a scarcity mindset of believing that you or like believing that. There's better out there. There's there's always something better out there. Okay, of course. Yes, there is always better out there. But you say that to yourself when you're dealing with a shitty situation, not when someone is giving you their all and you think, oh, well, you know, I could have a billionaire right now. I could be, I can be someone's sugar baby right now. They can be giving me, like, paying my rent, paying my bills, giving me Bentleys and Porsches, and I'm over here dealing with this guy that drives a Honda Civic that that is a ba- that has a basic ass job. Okay. But that same man that drives a Honda Civic and works that basic ass job, does he give you the love and attention that you need? Is Does he validate who you are? Does he accept who you are? Does he bring you random flowers on days? Does he take you out on days that aren't like that aren't just special occasions? Does he make time for you? Does he make you feel seen? Does he know? Does he take the time to learn about you to know you versus a guy that got all these riches, that got all this money, and he could give a fuck less about you. He just throws money at you because he thinks that that's going to be enough. I'm sorry, but I can't live off of just a fucking, just a p- like pieces of paper that have some type of value to it to buy me shit. Yes, money does buy you happy. It can buy you happiness, but I would take a broke man 
that makes me feel love, that sees me and values me over a rich man, that makes me feel like I can be screaming at the top of my lungs and he still doesn't hear me. Like he doesn't treat me right. He doesn't value me right. Put that shit in perspective. Okay. Because it's not about what someone can fucking like how much money is in a person's pockets. Like, yes, financial stability is great. Okay. Having a man that can provide for you is great. But having a man that is doing everything that he can to provide for you and also treating you the way you deserve is better than a man that can overly provide for you, but is not giving you the love that you deserve. Simple as that. I'm a pretty humble woman when it comes to things. I definitely ask God specifically of what I want. And he delivered. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, like I said, I'm not trying to get too ahead of myself when it comes to this relationship that I'm in right now. But God listens. <laughs> like I, I directly prayed to God. I was like, I want a man that obviously is attractive. I want a guy that is family oriented. That's, you know, has a big heart, is sweet with kids you know, loves you, loves God more than he will ever love me, practices his word and is a godly man. And what the fuck, lo and behold, like this man just shows up and it was very unexpected. And yeah, it was right at the point where I was just done with the relationships at that point, not done because I was so scarred for them, but done because I just wanted to revert my attention back and my focus back onto myself. So that way I can do I can do better for myself and I can focus on the things that truly matter and what I can control and what's meant for me is going to come around. And I don't have to sit there and be so stressed and held bent about, oh, my God, who's my next man? Who's going to be like, no. And it it's crazy because it was literally a month apart. Like after I put the hatchet in with that last relationship that I, that I was in with that one guy, I don't even think about that guy, which is great. Like, that's how I know in my heart. Like, I don't think about anybody from my past anymore. I don't compare. I don't do any of that. And that's how I know that I'm completely over it now. Like, even if they try to come back into my life, I don't care. I'd rebuke it. I'm like, get away from me. Badass spirit. <laughs> I want you. <laughs> and But overall, what I what I really want to express in this episode is stop going back to things that are not fulfilling you. And start fulfilling yourself with the love that you deserve to give to yourself first so that way you can open up that door of your heart, of your presence to someone who is going to rightfully treat you the way that you deserve. And that is going to give you the things that you are not only giving to yourself, but they are giving it to you without you even having to ask. They are learning these things about you and they are putting that into play. They're putting that your words into actions and making it known to you. And that is a beautiful thing. And all I want for every single person that is listening to this is to know that you are worth more than going back to your old habits. And those old habits are your exes that ain't shit. (laughs) And those situations that you put up with that you had no business even being in in the first place. Because I can sit here and say, I do not miss that girl that used to put up with shit that she had no business even putting up with. That she sat there and said, it's okay when it wasn't okay. That she sat there and told people that this dude or it's like, or in your guys' if you're a guy, that this girl, she's doing better. She's great now. She's, you know, she's changed all this bullshit just to make somebody like them. But in your heart, do you even freaking like them? Do you even want to be around them? Are you trying to manipulate and trying to persuade people to like them? Because maybe if you persuade other people to like them and completely feed into your delusion and that part of you that believes that there's some type of connection, that there's something that's worth holding on to when it comes to them, 
is if that's outside of your being and people are saying, oh, well, yeah, well, he changed. And that's that's giving you validation to continue to be with that fucker. Leave. <laughs> leave. Because if you're doing this and I have a feeling that you are doing this, you're telling people you're ashamed and you don't even show them their asses on social media. You got to hide. Like You got to go to different places so you don't run into people when you're with them. You're not proud of that relationship and you're not proud of yourself because you know you can do better. And that in itself should tell you that you need to go, that you need to walk away. So I love you guys so much. I hope this episode truly does help whoever needs to hear it. Stop going back to them pieces of shit and love yourself and continue to pick yourself in situations and cases that people are not choosing you in the correct way. And they're not putting you first in a way that is caring for you and prioritizing your feelings and making it known that they see you and they see who you are and that you deserve better and they want and even outside even your friends telling you this over and over i want better for you because i love you and i care for you and i just want you to prosper i want you to grow but i also want you to grow in a place that is gonna that's gonna have that's gonna help you grow not somewhere where you're having to claw your way every single time just to get there with somebody it's not worth it lordy (laughs) so again if you guys could go ahead follow the instagram for more daily feed with the podcast up podcast episode updates daily quotes also if you guys can give this spotify a five stars rate this spotify (laughs) spotify (laughs) spotify podcast and just uh any feedback that I can get just so that way I can, you know, if there's any topics that you guys want me to talk about in specific, I would be more than happy to talk about them, give my little perspective, my little advice, whatever. But other than that, I hope you guys have an amazing week. I will see you back here on the next episode. Thank you guys so much for joining in on the Mind is the Matter podcast. I hope this episode along with every episode is bringing you closer to your inner peace and supports you along your healing journey. If you're loving the vibe this podcast is bringing to you and want to stay up to date with upcoming episodes, please hit that follow button and leave a review so it can help me reach other potential listeners who are eager to get to the root of their true selves. Also, my DMs are open for questions at the Mind is a Matter pod, so go ahead and give that a follow as well to receive daily motivational quotes and updates on upcoming episodes. Continue to be patient with yourself along this journey and I will see you back here on the next episode.